can't decide if how funny it would be if this show keeps going and we get Riverdale the college years. Hello, pals and gals, and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Riverdale. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. And here we are, uh, here. you know, bringing you another episode of this show that seems to have gone off the rails. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking over my notes now, and also some of it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote it, and... Well, neither yeah. did the writers, but I'm Chung. Nothing stuck this episode. Uh, cast news: Cami was at the N- like presented the NFL awards. That's nice. Yep, that's, that's, that's all I got. That's just lovely. Did, was she wearing a nice dress? She was. Oh, and also KJ and uh, Fangs, whatever that guy's real name is, are making like an action series on Instagram. That's very cute. It's very fun. Yeah, you know. I wish for a long career for all these cuties. Yeah. After the show comes to it, its conclusion, because they yeah. really are just lovely, and sometimes they try so hard to make the material work. Oh, it was renewed for season four. I should oh, say. That. Oh yes, that's right. That was announced this week. <laughs> yeah. So you and I are going to be doing this dance for a long time, Kate. <laughs> Quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the eternal, our eternal struggle, you know, sometimes with this show and sometimes against it. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> um, so let's do it. Let's get into it. The Red Dahlia. Yeah, which we never really figured out what it, what it was based on. It, it's, it's a thing. It was a but, book and also like an episode of a miniseries. Of what miniseries? I don't or remember. It, and, like, that doesn't go with their normal naming convention, but we'll see that next week's doesn't either. That's, well, next week's is Bizarro Dale. Yeah, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about, yeah. Like, it's a co- that's a comic book reference more than anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. The re- oh, well, The Red Dahlia, it's a mystery book. Yeah. Yeah, by Linda LaPlante. Yeah, and they, some people just keep hitting dead ends. It's about detectives hitting dead ends. Yeah. Okay, well, that's somewhat related. Yeah, okay. Yeah, although Jughead didn't hit dead ends, he figured it out. Yeah. Because he's very resourceful. Well, and so did Betty. They both figured it out. Yes, I shouldn't I shouldn't discredit Betty. Betty's great. Betty figures it out. I love Betty. Yeah. So this starts, I want to say, really, the thing that stuck out to me the most in this opening is the amount of like references and names that were dropped. Yeah, it was, yeah. I wrote cackle cause it just like, it, it was cartoonish. Mm-hmm. It was very uh, overt. Yeah. Like he starts it with Riverdale is the noir town. Yeah. Like he just like opens up with like, this is exactly what's going to happen. And then it's very heavy handed. And it's also like, that's kind of the entire point of the show. Yeah. Is it's a noir version of Archie. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I think, better subtly hinted at than just blown out of the water like this, you know? Yeah. So he mentions Raymond Chandler. Mm-hmm. He mentions Samuel Clemens, who's Mark Twain. Yeah. He, mention, he mentions Scorsese. That's, I he, think that's when I wrote Cackle. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fair. And we've definitely seen a Scorsese influence before. Yeah. Oh, you know that's on the show. We'll look out there. <laughs> we've we've seen a Scorsese influence on the show before, but uh, just to sort of call it out, I mean, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, overall, I think this is an okay time to say this. Overall, I I did think that the show, this episode, was a bit of a writing of the ship, in that. Just the characters were behaving like themselves to me more. They were, and there were also a lot of things in this episode that I really hated. 
Totally. I, this wasn't, I didn't love this episode. I wasn't like, oh, it's great. This show's great now. Like they it did was, the right thing the wrong way. Yes, totally. It felt like a lot of struggle to sort of, as I said before, right the ship, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of dumb things for characters to do to try to get them to the proper place, mm -hmm. uh, Archie decides that maybe college isn't for me. Oh, you're way ahead of where I know. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> you pumped a ton of scenes. I did. No, I know. We had the whole thing with, okay, you go for it. You go for so, it. First, they like, uh, like CP and Jughead. This is the scene where I wrote Castle, and I don't remember why. They like lied to Sheriff Zaddy about what happened to Tallboy. Yes. And, like, and then it's revealed that Tallboy is under the bed, and like, boy, would he stink. I was thinking that too. He'd be real smelly. Yeah, real bad. He'd be decomposing. There'd be maggots. Yuck. It would be awful. Yeah, it'd be a real problem. Yeah, I wrote Castle somewhere in that scene, which. Maybe it's because he was under the bed. Well, but then I also wrote that Tallboy was under the bed, so like. Yeah, so both of those know. things you found ridiculous. It. Yeah. Uh, I did write that Lachlan Monroe was killing it. He's very good at this role. Agreed. Um. Uh, yeah, you know, and I wasn't totally thrilled to have him back. Yeah, but, but this is much better use of him as an actor than like Dopey Hal. Yeah, I like. I yeah. Used, I had like no opinion of him, and now I'm loving him. Totally. Um, this is that. This is a. That's a great course correction for him. Yeah. And I'm. I'm really enjoying his scenes with um, Lily, and I feel like the two of them are clearly enjoying them a lot. Yeah. Probably more than when he was just like stalking her and shit. You know. Yeah. I think she. He, they're both enjoying this a lot more. So that's great. That's that is good. Yeah, and then he's the one that kind of insinuates that Cliff didn't really hang himself. Mm -hmm. And that if there's a witness, it's not a perfect murder. And, you know, it's also interesting, just like, not to skip ahead too much, that like, he's totally into sleeping with Penelope. Yeah. When he knows that Penelope's probably like a stone cold killer. Yeah. And he is as well, obviously. He's a stone cold, cold killer also. Mm -hmm. But like... Uh, it's interesting, like, would they be scared of each other or would they embrace each other? And I guess they embrace each other. Yeah. You know, they know that if one goes, the other one is probably not far behind. Yeah. You know, like Freddy versus Jason style, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so I wrote a heart father-son talks, and then this is where Archie's like, I don't want to go to college. And it's like, you know what, that's, I agree, Archie, because you're a big dope. Yeah, like, I feel like, though, I can't decide if how funny it would be if this show keeps going and we get Riverdale the college years. Yeah, and, like, for some reason, Screech is there, and we don't know why Screech is still there. He's never he's explained. There. I think yeah. he's in jail. I think that actor's in jail. He is in jail, yeah. yeah. Um, that poor guy, yeah. But, he's you know. Not not poor guy. Like, he deserved it, but that's Yeah, like, he was gross. He was a bad dude, yeah. Bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. um yeah. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, I said this, and then we get to the scene where Archie gets in a fight with the foreman. Right, he's like, it's like hitting things makes it better for him, and then he gets fired day one. So, you know, not to sound like a broken record, but, uh, get Archie a therapist. Oh my god. Like, he needs like an, ang he needs an anger and a grief counselor. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, surprise, hitting rocks isn't going to help. Yeah. Like, that's not how people work through their problems. F certainly a physical component of healing is very good for you. I'm not discrediting that. You know, yeah. People that deal with their emotions by exercise, by that sort of thing. Yes, but, but it is not all of it. Yeah, he and he's been through a lot. Yeah. He's been through a lot of garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, it's real dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and go for going. it. I I was just gonna say that at least the writing is punchy here. I I like how Jughead said that. Uh, I think what he said was that he was either Clifford or Claudius. I can't remember which one kicked the maple barrel. Yeah. Oh wait. I do. Okay. So then I do want to go back to my thing. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Okay. So they're in the Bonnui, which, by the way, I read a fan fiction 
Oh, ooh. That was either Love, Simon, or Shameless. Uh -huh. Where the person like made a Riverdale reference where they went to the Bon, but they said the Bon Louis <laughs> instead of Bon Louis. And I was like, I'm not going to crack them. I'm just going to keep reading. Like, it I was can't. The, the Bald Louis? The Bon, like B O N N E correctly, and then Louis, like your name. Oh, so maybe that was a reference to us because we're maybe. so big in the Riverdale fan community. And then they put in parentheses, like, oh, only Riverdale fans will get it. And oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Lovely. <laughs> Anyway, um, Elio, Elio brings flowers to the bar, like, instead of the hospital? Yes, <laughs> yes, because he doesn't really care about Hiram. He's just trying to manipulate yeah. Veronica. Yeah. And I to the Shughead thing, and I wrote, and I, I can't believe I believe, like, this is something I thought I would never write. I think it's too camp. Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, I like the show. You need to keep the characters grounded to be invested in the fact that it's murder and an intrigue and, you know, the characters need to be grounded. And yeah. yeah, there is such a thing as too campy. And there's also certain characters that can get away with it and certain characters that can't. Yeah, Jughead's you know? a mom. I agree. I think the Jughead needs to be played pretty pitch black to work for the show because yeah. Jughead as a character is inherently a goofy character. Like if you just go back to the roots of Jughead, the crown, the burgers, you know, that's the point of the character, which is really great for a comedy comic, you know? Yeah. So you need to really flip him to make him work. And the show's actually been quite successful at that, you know? Yeah. This um, so yeah, you can't have him be being campy as much as probably Cole as an actor is like, let me camp it up with the rest of them. Yeah. You know, cause I'm assuming that's what's going on. He wants to have fun too, which I totally understand, but yeah. it doesn't work for that character. Yeah. No. It, I, I wrote, I hate this. Is this yeah. Monica gives him money? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to all our listeners that are still listening to us, because I know that we haven't been rays of sunshine the last few episodes. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like this is something that we all need to get through together. So yeah. thanks for sticking with us. Just wanted to say that. Yes. You know. yeah. um, so this is an act break. And yes. then the opening to the next act is my least favorite thing Riverdale has ever fucking done. I just want to say quickly, right before the act break, we had a flashback. Uh-huh. Flashback was in black and white. Uh-huh. And I really, I thought that was cool. And then it wasn't really used for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Just want to say, like, that could have been a great through line motif for yeah, the rest of it. It was used a little bit, but it wasn't really used a lot. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, like, and you know, I hate the singing and there's so much I hate about the show that I love mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. But this casting is. Oh, so of Kelly? Yeah. So I fucking dumb. I, I love it. I think it's great. Oh. Everybody should just be cast with their spouse on shows. That's why you have relationships, is to be cast with your spouse on a show. Yeah. But we all aspire to. Yeah. You I wrote say, having an affair, which is interesting. And then I wrote Kelly Ripa, gross boo. I hate this the worst. Yeah. But, you know, on first dates, so you sit across from the, your potential match and you say, hey, would you be willing to have a cameo on my show? Right. However, however long they've been married, which is like close to 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> however long ago they were like one day we're going to get off of soap operas and we're going to get I'm soapy, but not soap opera shows. No, we're going to get on a teen nighttime soap opera. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it, here's the thing. When she popped up, I was like, uh huh. Like I was like, I was like, well, you know, really, Mark Consuelos has been in one and a half seasons of this show. So clearly Kelly Rip is going to show up at some point, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's really like the story of Riverdale is the story of the Consuelos family. It really. Because we have the son. He, he was, I mean, he was good. I liked the son <laughs> on that episode. I wish we'd see more of him, actually. Yeah. That was... <laughs> Family moved from daytime Emmys to Teen Choice Awards. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm really hoping next we'll have like Consuelos's like mom or 
there's, yeah. there's like a daughter, I think. I think they should all be in a scene together. I would love that. I want them to be in a scene together that really, really derails the show. <laughs> I've changed my mind. I love Kelly Ripa being there. Yeah, I'm really glad I've convinced you. <laughs> anyway. It's okay. And then I wrote good dad. Someone was being a good dad. Probably Fred. It was Fred because Fred. Archie was being what I called after school special Archie. Yeah. You know, oh, I want to go back to, well, fine. But I can't go back. And it's like, oh, honey, let's get, let's get through all this. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's skip to the end of this arc. Um, yeah, uh, and then and then Betty shows up at the funeral for uh, Claudius. Right. And Cheryl has a great line. It was something about crocodile tears. Oh, 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 oh. Well, no, that was Nana Rose. Okay. That was wonderful because Nana Rose continues to be just great. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nana Rose is perfect. Never changed Nana Rose. No, it was... Um, it was, uh, Cheryl said, mourn with us, cousin. Right. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Which is just a real little dose of that Blossom family weirdness that we really love. Yeah, like, I have some cousins that I seem to, like, only see at funerals, and I would never say that. <laughs> no! Oh, my! <laughs> no, because you're not a member of the fucking Adams family. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> But that's what makes the sh the Blossom family so fun, you know, is that yeah. they are that trope of that kind of weird goth monster family, you know? Yeah. It's it's why I still think that if there's going to be a Sabrina crossover, the surest bet is still the Blossoms, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, to, to have that happen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Cheryl has a new spider brooch. Yeah, Cheryl has a new spider brooch for the occasion. She went on to Etsy and bought one just for the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> or it wouldn't be Etsy. It would be like, Metsy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, yeah, no, Nana uh, wrote the Crocodile Tears line, which is great. Yeah. Then I wrote, Tall Boy Smelly. Yeah, I wrote, It Must Smell So Bad. And it's hot. Where they are, it's hot. Yeah, yeah. Bloated smelly like did they like him in something to keep him from decomposing like, like when they try to remove him his limbs are gonna fall off <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> pardon me oh he made me laugh so much i coughed i'm so sorry um yeah like is it's hot in there too like it's so bad like did dr curdle jr do a secret visit down there to like embalm him or something yeah. He'd make it? Oh, God. Yeah, like, yeah, none of that made any sense. Um, I don't remember why they're down there either. Like, I just, like, I couldn't get over. No, that's all I wrote for that sequence, because it completely overpowered whatever the fuck was going on. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's what happened. And then we have Veronica with Biff and Sully. Yeah. Right? Isn't that their, what are their names again? I didn't write it down because it didn't. It was not as good as Lenny and Carl, so it didn't matter to me. Was it not? Were Lenny and Carl other mob guys? Yes. Yeah, and I think that their names are Biff and Sully because those are the guys from Sesame Street, but that's not correct. That's just me, like, projecting that onto them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also, that's fine. Yeah, like, that's a great, that, those are great names for them. I wrote, yeah. love these two guys. Yeah, love me too. I can't believe she's firing them. Well, they were mob-splaining. That was such a good line. Uh, both me and my roommate laughed out loud for that line. That was so funny. And I love them so much. Everything we love gets torn to pieces on this show. Yeah, although what we end up getting uh, for a sequence that I do think is a gift is that great monologue, little monologue from Smithers. Yeah, which also, by the way, which war was he in? I think he was in Vietnam. I thought that too, but I totally think it was Vietnam. I feel like he's a little too old for Vietnam. No, no, he's, he's, I think he's actually the right age. He looks to be in his late 50s, early 60s. Oh, I think he looks older than that. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I could see him as like a 17 year old in Vietnam and that, that lining up properly. Um, or well, maybe. Well, 17 year old, not Vietnam, but. Huh? 
a 17-year-old put it. Well, but an 18-year-old would, you know? Yeah, a lot of 18-year-old like, men went to Vietnam, you know? Like, whatever the top end of the draft is, which I think is, like, 28. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe Korea. Yeah, but then I feel like it's too young for Korea. Like, it just doesn't... I, yeah, it doesn't totally line up with... I wrote Korea, that. maybe, but, like, it doesn't... I'm not sure what war he was in. Yeah, are they are they heading for a MASH crossover? Oh, boy. Only... Alan Alda just won a big Lifetime Achievement at the SAG Awards. And uh, well-deserved, because yeah. he's great. Yeah, so good. <laughs> what if he popped up on the show and was like, I'm Smithers' war buddy? Oh, my God. That'd be so nice. <laughs> oh, I would love Alan Alda on the show. Yeah, and Alan Alda as alliterative name. <laughs> like, not even going to think of one. <laughs> He just gets to go by his real name. Alan Aldo. Yeah, you're right. Alan Aldo. He doesn't play himself. It's just his character is also named Alan Aldo. He already sounds like an Archie character. Yeah. It's what like. Sir Alan Aldo. Is Alan Aldo going to get into today? Like on Cheers, they wrote a bartender named Woody, and then they cast Woody Harrelson. They have a character named Alan Aldo, and then they cast Alan Aldo. Yeah, Alan Aldo. It's Alan Aldo. Yeah. Anyway. I wrote it. Oh, fun. I don't remember why. Oh, the brothel. Oh, fun. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and just, you know, we learned that there was no autopsy on Claudius, but let's move on. That's just a little bit of info there. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. The brothel was fun. Yeah, they the don't know the word. It's room 311, which I choose to believe is a reference to the potentially white power man 311. I thought it was a reference to The Shining. Could also be, or to the hold locker on, I had. Hold on. I, maybe there was already a reference to the hotel room in The Shining earlier. I don't earlier. think The Shining is 311. Yeah, it's 237, so yeah. I'm wrong. But yeah, like I, I hope said, it's not a reference to the band 311. Gross. Or like they have been listening to the podcast and knew that was my locker number in high school. That's what it is. It was a tribute to you. What? Oh, thanks, Riverdale. I can give you the combination still. Um, if you want to investigate Locker E311, according to- We should, we should give the combination so it shows up on Riverdale. Um, 3540, yeah. anyone who's listening, Cornell Central High School, E311. <laughs> so, yeah, so I liked this, that Penelope is running this, like, kink club. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. Um, the only thing about it that I'm going to say is I feel like an environment- that's like really overtly sexual like that uh -huh. um, where there's like no privacy, like none of the men were behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. To me, that feels really aggressive for teenagers. Yeah. Just that I know that like Betty and Jughead have seen some shit mm -hmm. and I totally think the characters could handle that. Yeah. But I feel like just, I feel like there was something a little off with like, the way it was handled, the performances, I would have liked them to have been a little more like, oh, okay, this is happening. Like, we need to deal with this. We're still like 17 years old. Do you know what I mean yeah. by that? Yeah. yeah. Like the women working being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Like your kids, like whatever. Yeah. There was just something a little missing from all that. That was a little, that distracted me from the scene. You know yeah, what I mean? But overall, yeah. I think I was into it. No, yes. Overall, I do give this scene a good review uh uh and i hope that more takes place in the kink club because i think it's, it's fun called the maple club it's called the maple club and also too it's all gonna be like tv pg 13 ways to show like bdsm yeah. so it's gonna be more of like what they showed which was like that dude eating grapes yeah which is very funny <laughs> so like way more of that please like i want to see like like sweaty men being tickled with feathers, you know? <laughs> like, I wanna see like real dumb things. I wanna see like people getting like cupcakes taken away from them, you know? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, ooh, control me, you know? Like, I want all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> really weird, like, like when people get married, when awful people get married and they like smash the cake in their partner's face, it's just like a lot of that. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, like what you're basically saying is there's like an Ike and Tina room, yeah. you know? <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's We're for like, all of our plus 40 listeners. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love Dr. Curdle Jr. Yeah, I like him too. 
Um, just to note, uh, I think this is an interesting reference. The song that Josie was singing at La Bon Louis <laughs> was um, Sooner or Later, uh -huh. which Madonna sings in Dick Tracy. Okay. Which I wouldn't have remembered, but props to my roommate, Marty, for shouting it out. Marty was like, oh, yeah, that's what Madonna sings in Dick Tracy. Yeah, because I wasn't yeah. sure like, why it was happening. But also, like, it's suddenly a dive bar. <laughs> yep. And yeah, it's suddenly <laughs> somehow like, yeah. kind of a dive bar instead of a fancy place. Yeah, there's a bunch of like 40 year olds who like hate their wives. <laughs> like, Maybe that's what it is during the day. And then at night, it's a, the hot teen hangout. Yeah. You know, it functions a lot of different ways. And then also, like, what? I don't really understand why all of a sudden Josie cares so much about Archie. No, not only do I not understand why she cares, but the way she turned on the shower would not produce cold water. Did she turn on both knobs? Yeah, she turned both knobs. <laughs> here's a cold shower, Archie, but JK, here's, like a, nice here's a room temperature shower. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. It was, it was enough to shock him into sobriety that he was scared about getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Also, I was watching this on the CW app, and AT&T is the new cover girl. <laughs> Great. AT&T, AT&T, AT&T! Over and over and over, like seven times a commercial break. You know, speaking of which, we're at act three out of six acts, so uh -huh. I just want to stop for a second. And um, I just want to say, you know, recently, you know, and this is, this is a paid, this is a paid advertisement, uh, recently, you know, after I'm done shopping for a Glamourge egg, uh huh. Uh, I love to have a room temperature shower. Oh, yeah, it's about just... this room temperature shower product. Well, you know what I love about room temperature showers is they're not too hot, they're not too cold, and they regulate my body temperature in a really great way when I'm in the shower. So, you know, if you want a room temperature shower, there's a new website to go on that's called roomtemperatureshowers.com and they'll send you a room temperature shower, you know, and they sent me a few to try and I really like them and continue to use them in my life. That's great. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's basically paper instructions that explain to you how to set up your own room temperature shower in your shower. Right. They understand your handles and your heating system. That's right. And then so they, they know how to turn each handle. So yeah, so if you're interested in more information, just go to www.roomtemperatureshowers.com. That's www.roomtemperatureshowers.com. Okay, so uh, moving episode. on, uh, act three. Yeah, Cliff Blossom was poisoned. Yes, Cliff, with pufferfish venom. Yeah, which is fun. Do you remember that really, I mean, you do because you're Kate Batter, that wonderful episode of The Simpsons uh -huh. where Homer thinks he's been poisoned by pufferfish venom and he thinks he's going to die uh -huh. and he makes a bucket list of all the things he wants to do before he dies and it's like all in a day yeah and it's very emotional it's like a lovely episode do you yeah. remember One do of you the... remember this i a little yeah anyway i was like oh is this a simpsons reference because pufferfish venom is very specific yeah yeah anyway um uh, watch that episode, uh, listeners, because it's it's really good. It's one of the best Simpsons episodes, and we love the Simpsons here at XOXO Riverdale. Yeah. Um, uh, here's another little fun Josie and Archie, Archie thing that is totally unbelievable. I refuse to believe that a house that has two men carries lemon, ginger, and cayenne. Oh, were they at Archie's house, or were they at Josie's? I think they were at Archie's house. Oh, I thought they were Josie's. Um, that's just, if you're interested, that's very good if you're interested in an Ayurvedic formula. Lemon, ginger, and cayenne, it's very good. Yeah. So uh, just I do not think those are three ingredients that would be at Andrew's house. Because me and my roommate are very woo-woo, when Josie was like, it's lemon, ginger, and cayenne, both of us were like, yeah! <laughs> we like cheered on the use of that as a formula in the show. Yeah. Um, also, just before we skipped this, but there's the opening sequence of Act Three. I just want to say, um, we 
it's Veronica and Reggie sort of helping out doing the collections while Hiram is indisposed. Oh, right. And their outfits are so great. Oh, right. Gorgeous. Like, that's something about the show that w I think will always keep me watching is I think that consistently the costume designers are knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Like, gorgeous clothes on this show. And it's, I, I actually think it's a problem that this show isn't nominated more for set and set, set, set art direction and yeah. um, costume design. I think yeah. it's, it, I really do think that they're doing excellent work. Those clothes were so cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, so then it was time for Ronnie and Hermione to yell at each other. Well, not yet. Oh, okay, okay. What season are they in? Because it was too hot in the bunker for Tallboy, and they're not going to class, which leads me to believe it's summer, but they're all wearing jackets. Yeah, like, it seems like this episode was like a springtime episode. Yeah. And then also in this scene with Josie and Archie... This is when she suggests that Archie learn to box with Kevin's dad. Yes, which sounds great to me. Yeah, I'm on board. Shirtless time USA for those two guys. Great. And lots of them handing each other towels. Yes. Bava boom. <laughs> Perhaps bring some uh, towel handling to the Maple Club. <laughs> no, you can't have this towel. I know you're sweaty. You can't have this towel. Oh, please, mistress, give me this towel. No, you worm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, the next thing I wrote was, can Veronica do my taxes? Because she really understands finance. I know. She's very good at finance. Wouldn't that be funny if they did, like, a 20 years later episode and she's, like, a middle-range accountant somewhere? <laughs> yeah, she's like, a forensic accountant. Yeah, she's like, this is what I was actually good at. Yeah. <laughs> But she's happy. It's not like a problem. Yeah. She's just like, you know, I came from money and now I'm a little more middle class. But like, honestly, my life is so much simpler. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and then this is when we learned. Well, first of all, I mean, this is just another scene where uh, Madeline. Oh, no, sorry, not Madeline. Uh, where, um, uh, you know, uh the two of them, what Hermione and uh, and Veronica, are at like a ten, and it, yeah. they're just at a ten for way too long in the scene. Yeah, and it's like everything d doesn't register anymore because they're just like yelling at each other. And really, they gotta fix these scenes. Every all of the members of the Lodge family are better actors than this, yeah. and I feel like they shoot these in one take, and they're just like, it's fine, moving on. Like, there's something about these scenes always. It's like, what, why, why are they just screaming at each other? Yeah. <laughs> you agree with this? Yeah, they really like, it's so heightened. Yes, always with them where it's like, you can't just have this dynamic. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. And so then we learned, we got some crucial information, which is no excuse for them that the quarantine was a smokescreen for what was going on with the jingle jangle in prison. Right. Or the pop rocks. I mean, sorry, the pop the rocks. rocks yeah. The rocks. Wow. I'm really, I'm really being a little dopey like Archie today when it comes to my Riverdale references. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but like all of that, it doesn't excuse that the quarantine was the season mid season break cliffhanger. And then we didn't really explore what happened during the quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like any of that at all. I like the next scene, though. Oh, oh, there is one more important thing. Okay. The Fizzle Rock runoff was causing the seizures. That's in the next scene. Oh, I thought that was in that scene. I'm no, sorry. No, we learned this not from Hermione, but from Penelope. That's right, yes. There's a reference. Pen Penelope specifically says Red Dahlia, and I wrote that down because I thought that was silly. Yes. Um, And... Betty's like, you poison people. And she's like, uh, I don't poison people. I poison men. Yeah, she's a spider. Yeah. and but this, like her daughter's brooch. She explains the runoff into the Sweetwater River. And then Betty's like, why does it only affect girls? And then that's never answered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like a... 
like there could be an explanation for that about like estrogen. Yeah, it wasn't that, there, but that it, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't explained. Yeah, and she tells Betty that she knows that Betty sent uh, Chick to the Black Hood. Yes. Yes, and she knows this from Hal, right? Yes, I assume. Yeah. yeah, so not everything's black and white, Betty. Yeah. There's there's a moral gray area happening here. And boy, Betty, you wouldn't be able to understand that. Yeah. Because Betty's not, like, this is a big revelation for Betty. Of all the characters, it's not. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway. Um, the next scene has more Kelly Ripa. The next scene is the Kelly Ripa show. With an, so, another Glamourge egg. There's just Glamourge eggs all over Riverdale. I wrote L-O fucking L. The way yes. he's tossing it around is so fucking dumb. I wrote good egg scene. It's great. I love it. I love what he's doing there. And we learned that she is the health and sanitation inspector. She is. She's a water inspector. Yeah. Mm. Um... Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, that scene was very silly. Yeah, hopefully the end of Kelly Ripa. Yes, that was a great scene to have for her to have in the show, the end. Yeah. Um. So Jughead follows Hermione like he said he would. Mm-hmm. And Hermione is also having an affair with Sheriff Mineta. Who was never dead. He's never dead, and they plan on framing FP for the death of... Sheriff Minetta, yes. Hiram. And then we leave this uh, this uh, act on the big question: Is Archie going to shoot Hiram in the face? What a bad hospital! What a shitty hospital! You just wander in with a gun. There's literally no employees. Where I mean, except for Doctor Curdle Jr. in the basement. Yeah. He's sitting there, you know, like watching Bird Box or whatever the fuck he's doing, you know? Yeah. I'm going to get caught up on both Firefest documentaries. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a fun Bird Box story when we're done with this. Great. Did you see Uh, Bird Box? I haven't watched it yet, no. It's not going to be that fun. Okay, okay, never mind. (laughs) Act four. Uh, Colonel's back. Uh, yeah, Curdle is back. Um, and there's a fun scene with Jughead and FP. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, is this one, yeah, this is Archie, I wrote Archie and Hiram, but I don't remember what they do in this scene. I'm sorry, what do they do in this scene? Well, first, so we find out that FP is the one that shot Hiram. That's right, yes. Very important. So he shot Hiram, and then he's being paid in, by being sheriff. But, like, I don't understand. Like, he shot Hiram so that he could be sheriff. Yes. Yes. I mean, there's certain advantages to being the sheriff. Yeah. You know, especially if you're um, running a lot under the table as a serpent. Yeah. You know, it really does allow the serpents to have a complete, uh, you know, ability to do whatever they wish in Riverdale Mm -hmm. if the head of the law is, is like a head, one of the heads of the serpents, you know, but I'm sure that's going to come back to bite them in the ass at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, oh, so Archie gives a monologue. That's right. To Hiram. To sleeping Hiram. Where Archie says, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. (laughs) I don't fit. I don't fit in. I don't want to fit in. See me with this hair? That's weird. <laughs> anyway. He was like, he was working his hardest. AJ? Just this, yeah, the model. Oh, yeah. God bless him. Oh my God. Totally. He's a great actor. This was just a model. AJ in, in stuff where he's a real character. Yeah. I can't wait. He is great. I love KJ. Totally. Yeah, I mean, we very rarely say anything bad about any of the actors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then anyway. someone comes in to shoot Hiram, so Archie shoots them. That's right. Archie decides to do, I mean, the somewhat right thing. Yeah. I mean, basically what Archie does is he, like, saves himself by doing that. 
Yeah, like it's and it, more of a shrewd self-preservation move than it's sort of tied to any morality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, although I do feel like Archie, because of the type of person he is, would be racked with guilt if he like shot Hiram when Hiram was like basically in a coma, you know? Yeah. Like he wouldn't have been able to actually deal with that. And I get it. I get it. I mean, Hiram's a monster, but to shoot someone when they're in that position, that's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, act break. They come back. They say they caught the man that shot Hiram. Mm-hmm. And it's tall boy whose real name is Gerald Petit. Womp womp. It's get it because Petit's the opposite of, of tall. Yeah. Did you know that my name, my real last name, is Louis T- Louis Grand? <laughs> Louis because, Grand. Because I'm very. For those listeners that have never met me, I'm very small. I'm a small. I'm a. I'm a pocket gay. So, yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing. But we're not here to discuss my feelings towards that term. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Veronica and Reggie are going to destroy the prison. And Reggie's like, great. It's just like Bad Boys 2, which I have never which seen. Is, is it I just like Bad Boys either. 2? I haven't seen it either, but I love that. I think it's great that Reggie's I, like, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's just like Bad Boys 2. Yeah, I mean, I think that my roommate Marty has seen Bad Boys 2, and he's nodding, and that it was, it is similar to the plot of Bad Boys 2. M- Marty's shrugging. He's like, yeah, close enough. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I like that, though. That was, I thought that was a really fun reference to have on the show. Yeah, I wrote, um, again, where are the employees? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And then Archie and Hiram, they have a little... They have a little chat ski. Well, first, Veronica and Archie are sorry, like, at each other. That's right. They're sorry at each other. Best yeah. of luck to those two crazy kids. Yep. But I'm happy that it didn't lead to them getting back together. Yeah. It's time for new things. Yes. Yeah. It's time for new avenues to be explored. Yeah. So Hiram wants to see Archie. So Archie goes to the ICU, which is one bed in one room. Yeah, Riverdale, both the biggest and smallest town in America. Yeah. Yeah. Hiram proposes a truce, which I feel like is like he's not going to uphold it and we're going to have to deal with this for like longer. It's, I think it's so nice that Hiram proposed a truce. I think it's just lovely. I just think it's like we're going to have to keep dealing with this shit. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, it would be interesting to see the dynamic shifted where like Archie has as much power as Hiram and they're sort of, but I don't think that's what we're going to see. No, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Um, And then we see Veronica and Reggie burning all the fizzle rocks because destroying the prison was actually just burning the fizzle rocks. Yes. Burn those fizzle rocks, burn them up. Like explosions, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Act six. Okay. Fizzle explosions. Act then six. Tells Hal about Penelope and how she's a murderer, and Hal's like, "Yeah, bitch, I know." Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's more. Then, huh? No, say your thing. Just that then Josie and Archie have this combo. Yeah, she again <laughs> mentions boxing with Mr. Keller. Yes. So if that doesn't happen on the show, I'm, I'm, I'm out. The show We're, is fired. I was. For a second, I was like, why the fuck does Josie know that about Sheriff Keller? But their parents parents are dating. Like, their parents are dating. Yeah, totally. So, and Josie seems to like him, which is great. She likes likes Tom Keller. Yeah. Um, So, like, and then they're like, maybe we can jam sometime. Yeah, like the old days. Like the old days. And I wrote, uh oh. And for me to write uh uh-oh shows my relationship with the show because, you know, really, for me, I hold the Archies very near, dear, and close, Uh and Josie and the Pussycats as well, but I can't imagine that them jamming is going to lead to anything that we like, (laughs) (laughs) despite the fact (laughs) that I'm literally, like, at this point, bubblegum music f- flows through my blood. Yeah, and you just... I'm very it. worried about this. <laughs> yeah. This it doesn't hold like well a- for XOXO Riverdale. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, this is a great time for me to plug for people listening. The opening number to my Archie's inspired bubblegum rock musical, Joey and Ron. You can now watch it online. The opening number of it was choreographed and put up online, which shows like how much I'm into that style and genre. Yeah, but and that's how much I want to look forward to this on Riverdale. Hmm? It's going to be an updated genre that is not going to fit bubblegum pop and it's going to be real bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know, I know that I've talked about this on the show before, but I just want to say really briefly that like marching band version of Sugar Sugar they did, I thought was so smart and I it loved was so it. So good. And then they've just never done that again. Yeah. You know, like there's, you know, they could license, there's songs by Josie and the Pussycats as well that were like, really well-written fun songs from the 70s from the early 70s and they could certainly license the songs from the from the actually cook movie yeah yeah and that they could do some work with all that stuff yeah anyway anyway yeah but yeah well just look up joey and ron the musical on youtube and please watch it like i'm really proud of it i think it's turning out really well like I should be the dude who's making the music choices for Riverdale, you know? Like they make some good music choices and then they make some really bad music choices. Yeah, exactly. I if I was doing it, I'd have no bad music choices. That's my promise to you, gentle listener. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so the prison buyer or the fizzle rocks buyer is coming and he wants blood. Uh-oh, guess you fucked up, Hermione. Uh-oh, because the pre-sale of the prison paid off the governor for the quarantine. Yup, bloody, bloody blue. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> and now Hermione goes and sees Jughead because Jughead's like a real P.I. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Jughead has manifested himself into being a real P.I. all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and Hermione's like, listen, if I go down, your dad's going down too. Yeah, which is an interesting dynamic that could be explored in a fun way in yeah. future and episodes. Then, and then Sheriff Minetta does finally die. Yes. At the hands of Hermione. Hermione shoots him in cold blood. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're back to Jughead with his typewriter. And I said, I hope he's making copies because do you remember that scene in Love Actually where like Colin yes. Firth is doing everything by typewriter and then the wind blows and all gets ruined. It's like, yeah. does copies. Like I hope Jughead's making copies. That's what you get for being like overly romantic. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's an overly twee move to not make copies of your typewritten pages, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then Ronnie comes back in. Yeah, she's like they, they have a fun convo with yeah. each other. Forget and it ends it's Riverdale. Yeah, which is, you know, a reference to for those listeners that don't know the end of Chinatown. Yeah. Yeah, they go, oh, it's Chinatown. Um who directed Chinatown again? Polanski. That's right, it's a Polanski flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just because one little thing I want to say is like, they're not going to reference Polanski on the show because he is like very problematic as a person. Yeah. He's and a, I'm, not, I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah, he's a bad human being. I'm not going to get into it. It's like not necessary, uh -huh. but I wouldn't mind seeing the show have a little more of a Scorsese feel specifically. And they yeah. reference Scorsese fairly often. And they did, they have done some like cool tracking shot stuff and like the Archie Goodfellas episode. Uh-huh. But it's not quite as influenced by Scorsese as I would actually like it to be for uh, the amount that they name drop Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's fine. Yeah. 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 But if anything, this this is this episode is more of like a Raymond Chandler homage. Yeah. Feels more like a Maltese Falcon style. Yeah. Uh you know. Yeah. Yeah, and like more like and and yeah, and, and like Chinatown like matches the template as well. For sure. Mm -hmm. So there we go. I feel like the listeners definitely know how we felt about that episode. Yeah. Um, who's on your, let's do a uh, crush list first. Who's on your crush list? I struggled with my crush list this week. Yeah, I didn't really struggle for me. Okay. So who's on yours? I just put FP Cheryl and Fred. Like, I don't, I don't feel Totally fair. You love the zaddies and you love Cheryl. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Veronica, Reggie, and Hermione. Okay. 
Yeah, just because I thought the clothes were great. I thought that they were really dressed very well and they looked super cute. Yeah. Who was on your power list? Uh, Veronica, Hermione, FP, Jughead, Betty, Penelope. You know what? I was going to improvise a power list. Instead, I'm going to agree with yours. Okay, great. And then number one is Vegas. Yes, number one is Vegas, the dog in black. Yes. So uh, next episode, the title is Bizarro Dale. Right. Which is fun. So, I texted you about this because I thought it was bonkers. It is. It's weird. It is weird. Wow. So we'll see what that ends up meaning. Uh, for the for, in anticipation, Bizarro is a clone of Superman from the mm -hmm. Superman comics, who does everything the opposite of how Superman would want to do it. Yeah, there's Basically. also a Seinfeld episode that's like easy to track. That's right. And the Seinfeld episode is based on the Superman comic. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I was about to call him Archie. Because Jerry Seinfeld is a big Superman fan. Yes. Um, so maybe we'll see all the characters behaving anachronistically to how they normally behave. Which has been the last three episodes. Yeah, it, it won't even, like, stand out. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe we'll see, like, some gender flipping maybe something like that what everyone has a good day oh my god yeah that would be funny if bizarro dale is actually an episode that mirrors like the the, the traditional comedy comics yeah where it's like reggie plays a prank on archie archie gets back at reggie by going on a date with veronica yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like um you know, Principal Weatherby uh, is confused as to who should be in math class. <laughs> like, it's funny the whole time. Yeah, if it was like genuinely funny, that'd be great. Yeah. The Archie series that never was. Yeah. The one that might be really nice for all these actors to be in sometimes. Yeah. But we'll see soon enough because Wednesday fast approaches. Yes. So thank you for listening, dear listeners, to XOXO Riverdale. Uh, yeah, thanks to our editor, Angeli Mercado. She's killing it. We love her. Our theme songwriter, Louie Aronowitz. Happy belated birthday, Louie. Yes. You just had a birthday. You're great. Yeah. And thank you to everybody that's listening. You know, please follow along uh, with all our fun stuff. Our Instagram is at XOXO Riverdale. We've got at XOXO Riverpod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. It seems like people like to talk to us on Twitter. That's great. Yeah. Uh, keep chatting with us. We love all of you so much, and you're all great. Yay. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, pals and gals. Uh, we will see you in next week. All right. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>